The Baltimore Ravens drop an absolutely embarrassing game to the Pittsburgh Steelers by the final score of 17 to 10. We talk about everything that happened and so much more coming up next year on this episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Allstriker of Ravens Wire, here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We're free and available all podcasting platforms, including over in video form on YouTube, where I had the wrong graphic up. We were talking about Steelers week last week, how it was going to be a good game. I obviously switched it over, but was not a great game for the Ravens as they fall by the final score of 17 to 10, today's episode of Locked On Ravens here on this live edition of the show is brought to you by FanDuel, Sportsbook Official Sportsbook of Locked On. Make everyone more right now. New customers get bet $5 and get 200 bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And again, yeah, we're, we're live here. We do this after every single game. So unfortunately, even after the games like we just saw, we go live and talk about it. And it's obviously great to engage with the community and talking, getting our frustrations out after games like this, which we're going to be doing here today. So I obviously appreciate everybody who is here with me today, talking about a game where the defense, I thought did almost everything that they could to win this one, but the offense unfortunately did not. So we'll be talking about that over the course of this game, talking about the wide receivers, talking about Lamar Jackson, talking about the coaching decisions and everything that I guess went wrong for the Ravens in this one, we are a five day a week Ravens podcast. So Monday through Friday, we do our normal 6 a.m. episodes. And then obviously for shows like this, we'll go live and either talk about a great Ravens game or talk about a not so great Ravens game. Obviously for this one, it is not what we wanted, but you can engage in the chat in the live version. If you're here or if you're watching under the Orioles are playing right now. So, you know, people are watching that and you're catching it after the fact, either in video form or audio form. Thank you for that. As well, Alyssa in the chat saying extremely frustrating loss, got hard to watch. It was just, yeah, it was it was a brutal game where, again, Lamar made throw after throw after throw and nothing really changed. Like nothing really happened where the receivers weren't dropping passes. They weren't making plays. So we'll get into that. Jin saying 10 drop passes for them were touchdowns. Yeah, it might have gotten up to that point. Honestly, it I, I counted like seven or eight. Jin, if you counted 10, I mean, I, I posted a couple of them. Someone clipped up a notification. And I put or a compilation, excuse me, I, they, I clipped up a couple of them, but it was brutal out there. And Evan here saying, what do we have to do to win these games, Kevin? There are going to be games like this in the playoffs if we're going to get where we want to go. And this is what I'm this is what I'll say about later in the year, especially in the playoffs. Things are going to be a lot more difficult when you're not facing offenses like this. I want to preface this by saying I think the Ravens defense has played exceptional this season. I think they've done a great job, and you can only play who's in front of you. But we can admit that, okay, going against the the week one Texans, the Bengals offense, the way they were, and the Colts without Richardson, and the Browns without Watson, et cetera, those offenses have not been like the Dolphins or the Chiefs or the Bills or any of those. But if you get into those games, if you play the Dolphins in the playoffs, if you play the Chiefs, the the Bills, the, I don't know, the, the 49ers, the Eagles – 
you're not going to be in this game by the end of it if you do what you did on offense this game. It's not going to be 10 to 8 late and you have a chance to put the game away time and time again. Those offenses will punish you and those offenses will blow you out. This is not that. Like they're early enough in the season where I'm not going to sit here and say and be like, oh, well, the Ravens season is finished and they're over and, and this this just is the end of the Ravens. We're in week five. I don't wanna, I don't want to overreact like that. But I don't think it's an overreaction to say that the offense is a huge issue right now. And I don't think anybody was saying, oh, the Ravens offense is going to come out here week one through week 18 and be the best offense in the league. And everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows and be so, so good. But the fact that it's happening like this, the fact that there are these miscommunications and turnovers and penalties and drops and everything that's been going wrong for them right now are things that should be easily fixable and things that just should not be happening on a week-to-week basis. And Bentley's saying we need to fire the head coach Monday, the offensive line and wide receivers are trash. I, I thought the offensive line, Bentley played okay in the first half. Second half was not good. Second half, you know, McCarry goes out, Falele comes in, Ronnie Stanley had a couple of rough reps. The Steelers started to get to Lamar a ton in that second half. Wide receivers, yeah, it was a, was a horrible game. Uh, D. is saying you see Linderbaum taking blame for the Lamar fumble. So let, let's talk about that. D's point here about everything that happened well I think I don't know D did he take did he take blame for the fumble or did he take blame for the end of the half because I saw I took blame for the end of the half I didn't see him take blame for Lamar's fumble I that was more Lamar you know putting the football back and Highsmith going and getting it but on the Lamar fourth down Ravens play where they should have taken the points at a hundred percent they should have taken the points everything was pointed at John Harbaugh. I pointed at John Harbaugh. Everybody did. There was no reason for why they did that. After the game, as D said, Tyra Linderbaum took responsibility for that because the Ravens were up by, what was it? It was seven to, no, it was 10. It was 10 to three at that point, I think. Yeah, 10 to three. And the Ravens had an opportunity to go up and put more points on the board before halftime. It was fourth down and two from the Steelers, what, like 13 yard line, 20 yard line. And in that situation you say all right run justin tucker out there get the points and get out of there with some points before halftime the ravens line up to go for it and quan alexander moves a little bit into it well he didn't even get into the neutral zone on on the broadcast angle at least but linderbaum sees that and snaps the ball lamar was not expecting it i don't think john harbaugh was expecting it but that was a decision that yeah harbaugh put him out there and had that happen now after the game linderbaum said that it was on him he saw quan alexander go into the neutral zone he thought and he snapped the football but again, John Harbaugh classified it as a miscommunication, and this is the second time that we're hearing a miscommunication cost the Ravens either points or clock on the you know time on the clock. Like these things can't continue to happen for a coach football team like this. This isn't like John Harbaugh is a first year head coach. Do I put all the blame on John Harbaugh in this game? No, I don't put all the blame on John Harbaugh in this game because of the fact that look, the receivers dropped almost everything in their sight, and the the defense played really well, but John Harbaugh has to have his team better prepared to play. And yeah, John, you know, again, recapping it well, saying they were planning on running the clock down and calling timeout the Steelers jump. So Tyler snapped the ball. You just have to be better prepared. Like Tyler Linderbaum is the blame for that. That's what happened. Linderbaum took responsibility. Yeah. Like that's inexcusable from Tyler Linderbaum to do that. But John Harbaugh just has to have his guys better prepared because it's not just the one play at the end of the half. It's everything that's added up to this point before this game and added up in this game. The seven drops or eight, how, however many drops you think they did. We'll probably get a more clear note of that as the day and night goes on and as the week continues. 
starting tomorrow, but it just was inexcusable sloppiness and something we've seen almost every single week. Week one, it was 13 penalties. Week three, four fumbles. Week five, seven drops, three turnovers. It's been fumbles all around. They have to be able to be better on offense because the defense is doing everything they can to win this game, to get the offense in better positions. And that's why I'm saying that the way the Ravens defense is playing right now, for the most part, has been exceptional. They've done their job. It's the offensive side of the ball that hasn't done their job. And Tanya in the chat here saying, what was up with the offensive line and the receivers were outrageous today? Three touchdowns left on the field, unacceptable. When your offense doesn't show up, you leave your quarterback to try and press. And also she says, why do we not run the ball at the five-yard line? I know, Tanya, to me, I think that that sequence where the Ravens get the ball back, the Steelers get the safety, and the Ravens are able to force the Steelers to go. It was three and out, right, or at least close to it, three and out after the free kick. And then there's the return, and the Ravens, I think, go three and out too. And then Gunnar Olszewski on the punt fumbles, and Kevon Seymour picks it up, gets the ball within the five. It was the five-yard line. And I say, all right. Let's look at it this way. There's no way the Ravens can mess this up, right? There's no way that it can happen because they've already messed up so much in this game. And you're thinking, I'm thinking, all right, worst case scenario, the Ravens come out of this with what? Three points, right? Like they get three points and, you know, they they get some insurance points and fine. But the Ravens don't, it was a essentially three and out. And the fact that on the third down play, Lamar throws the ball to Odell. The throw was terrible. The throw was short. I'm not blaming Lamar for this loss, but I think two things can be true. One, that Lamar throw was not good. Now, the decision to run it, I or the decision not to run it, as Tanya said, I think they should have run it there. I I don't think it's worth, you know, that happening. The thing that could not happen did happen. It's like the Lamar sack late in that game against the Colts in overtime. The thing that could not happen did happen. But the second part of it is I think that you just had so many opportunities as an offense and the defense was putting you in these spots, even though you weren't capitalizing, you were dropping touchdowns, you were turning the ball over. The defense kept putting you in that position. And at a certain point through all the Ravens defense has gone through over the course of these five weeks here, something was going to give at some point. The, the, the offense is tiring out this defensive group. Patrick Queen is tired of losing like this. He said he's getting pretty tired of it overall. And at this point, you know, you have to do soul searching. This offense absolutely has to do soul searching. And, you know, it, it comes down to that and that alone. You know, the, the defense did not lose them this game. Special teams, you can say, sure, right? Like the safety happened and there was a blown punt coverage, but the special teams got that big play to put the offense in the position to go out there and score points, put them at the five-yard line, first and goal from the five-yard line. And the Ravens, three plays and they're done on a turnover. So I think that's why it's so frustrating for so many people and coming up in the second part of the show, we will be continuing this getting into some stats from the game as a whole and just what to make of all these Ravens mistakes that are happening. Because at this point they are piling up far, far, far too quickly on the offensive side of the ball. So be sure to stay tuned for all that. We still have plenty to talk about here on locked on Ravens, but first this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook and snap in action. This NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers get $200. That's right. $200 back in bonus bets. That's guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on that action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. <laughs> They had an overprop on the drops, and you bet that. I think you're sitting pretty pretty right now. But, of course, if you, if you bet the Ravens to win this game, 
over on FanDuel, you're not you're not feeling so great. You know, all, all the receiver props were not wonderful as well. But you can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We're back here, our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still here with you talking about this Ravens. Pretty, you know, terrible, pretty terrible 17 to 10 loss. It's frustrating for a lot of people. That frustration is obviously, you know, from the fan base. You can see it in our chat here even. And I want to get into some of the other comments we got here. You know, David's in here. Well, first of all, yeah, John's saying the refs blew the call. John, what what call are you talking about? I... Well, yeah, I'm interested to know what, what call are you talking about? I, I just don't know. I'm curious to know what you're talking about with that call. But David's saying no problem. I'm always going to be a Raven through thick and thin, big homie. Yeah, D- David's one of the positive guys here. David, I appreciate your positivity. I know it's a little down right now. And I'm not saying the Ravens season is over. David also saying we still love your hard work, Senior Kevin O, Senior Kevin O. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, David, for even everybody who's tuning in after a loss. You know, I really I, I appreciate that. It's hard to, to listen, watch things on your team after they lose. I know that. So you sticking here with me. I appreciate that. Tanya saying 10 drops and four touchdowns left out there. It, okay. So is the official number 10 that if the official number is 10, cause I've seen it from Tanya and, and Jen, that's crazy. If it was 10 drops, I just, yeah, I don't know. Has to be some sort of Ravens record in some way, shape or form. Brandon Wyatt saying John Harbaugh needs to go after this season. We cannot trust them in these big games. Here's my stance on John Harbaugh. And if you've been listening to me for a while, if you're an everydayer, I've said it. I'll say it again, obviously, for those who are new or, you know, just for the sake of saying it. For me, you fired both coordinators in back-to-back seasons. You fight, you, Don Martindale moves on two off-seasons ago, or I guess last off-season, and Greg Roman gets fired this past off-season. Who's the next, like, if the Ravens don't, if it's another wild card exit, if it's another divisional round exit, let's say, and, and you can't show that growth, if there are still the problems that have been plaguing you for years and years and years, I still think John Harbaugh, like if he get if he were to move on from the Ravens, if they were to go in a different direction, he'd get another head coaching opportunity somewhere. You have to be sure if you're the Ravens that there's not that you get a guy that you think can be better than John Harbaugh. Is that Mike McDonald? Is Mike McDonald that guy for you? Is there an outside guy who is that guy for you? But who's the next guy to go? Like, do you fire the special teams coordinator and say, Oh, we're going to give him one more seat to me. I think that this is the year. This is the year. I've I've been, I've been true on this for the past, probably, probably one and a half or so years where it was never going to be John Harbaugh over Greg Roman first. They were always going to get rid of Greg Roman and then try to figure it out with a new offensive system. But at what point, do you say after another, if, if we're not there yet, but if it happens, at what point do you say stuff has to change? The last time that this team went to the AFC championship game was when they won the Super Bowl in 2012, 2013. I'm not sitting here and saying John Harbaugh is a terrible, horrible coach. I don't believe that. I think that some of his decisions have been bad. He is not all the way there sometimes in terms of getting his team present and ready to go for football games. And that's what makes it frustrating. But I think that you, at least there would not be a, a mid-season firing of John Harbaugh. That's a decision you make after the season, and, and we're not there yet. But this was, I think, another example of John Harbaugh not having his guys ready to play, and that's what makes it so disappointing at this point. Bentley actually saying, you know, we we need to promote our defensive coordinator to head coach, and one of our linebackers coaches a defensive coordinator Monday. Maybe they do that at the end of the season. I think Monday's probably a little too premature for that, Bentley, unfortunately, if, you, if you're thinking that way. But I think that if – they were to move on from John Harbaugh this offseason. Again, I'm not, I'm not entertaining that right now because it's not going to happen right now. 
But if we're to have it in the offseason, I think Mike McDonald would be a prime candidate for that as well. Uh, Tanya's saying McCarry was out in, I think, the second or third quarter. Yeah, I think it was second half McCarry went out, and I think a lot shifted. The offensive line struggled a ton when it came to protecting Lamar after McCarry went out. McCarry is super valuable. The deal they got him on was incredible. So I think that the Ravens getting him hopefully back next week will help, but that's not going to help the receivers dropping the balls. I mean, Rashad Bateman had the agree just touchdown drop plus that other one, Zay Flowers, for every mistake that Zay Flowers made, he had a great play, and then he made another mistake, then made another great play, and it was just back and forth for him. Nana Rave 8 saying, yes, the offense is playing horribly, especially with all of the drops. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel that. I understand the frustration and the pain because at this point it's like, oh, Lamar throws the ball. And to me, the frustrating part about it, or at least one of the frustrating parts, was it wasn't like, one, it was a bad throw. All the throws Lamar made, two of these players were hitting him in the hands, in the breadbasket, and they were drops. But two, they were wide open plays. Like Zay Flowers falls down on a play that would have gotten him, what, 15, 20 yards. Nelson Aguilar drops a walk-in touchdown. Bateman gets hit in the hands and jumps and misses. Mark Andrews hit in the hands, misses. You just you can't have those flowers hits in the hand. Like you, you cannot have those like one or two drops a game. Like it happens. Sure, it's frustrating, but you move on because it doesn't happen consistently. But we've gotten such an extreme. We've gotten such an extreme from this Ravens offense so far this season where it's not like, oh, they had five penalties in this game. It was no, they had 13 in week one. No, you know, they fumbled once or twice in this game. They fumbled four times on four possessions. No, you know, it's, it's one or two drops. No, they have what seven to 10, depending on what people saw. That to me is the frustrating part. Be more Ravens gunny saying, Hey, KO, lots of mental mishaps against an inferior team. Where do I even start to fill out my complaint form? I think that complaint form might take you a couple hours there, gunny. It might be, might be a little long for you. But it's it's such it's so frustrating because again, as I said in the first segment, it's not like everybody expected this Ravens offense to put up 50 points a game in their first five games. There were always going to be some struggles, always going to be some type of figuring things out and some consistency of getting guys back on the field and getting them playing together. But it's in the way that they're sloppy, it's in the way that they're losing games that is unacceptable for a coach team by John Harbaugh. And I think that for Todd Munkin. There is less of a leash for me with him than there was with Mike McDonald last season because Todd Munkin has a plethora of college and NFL coordinating experience. Mike McDonald came in as one year as a coordinator at Michigan and did a great job. And I think after a couple of rough weeks to start the season, Mike McDonald got his defense together, has been carrying that momentum till today, till now. But with Todd Munkin, I expected there to, again, be some growing pains, but I did not expect this. And it's not all on the coaches. I'm not trying to blame all the coaches. It is on Rashad Bateman. It is on Zay Flowers. It is on Mark Andrews. It is on Nelson Aguilar. The interception on Lamar Jackson, right? Those on the offensive line. Like, it's not just, oh, well, the coaches didn't do this, so you can't blame the players, and it's all on the coaches. That, to me, you know, it's a group effort and it's a joint effort, but the fact that this Ravens team has such high expectations and they have such high expectations for themselves, as I talked about, this type of performance is not going to even keep you in the game in the playoffs. It's going to get you blown out. The Dolphins are not letting that happen. The Dolphins are not letting it be 10 to 8 in the fourth quarter. The Bills are not letting it be 10 to 8 in the fourth quarter. The, the, the Eagles, the 49ers, these teams are not letting it be 10 to 8 in the fourth quarter. It will be 30 to 10 in the fourth quarter if you keep putting your defense in those horrible, terrible situations. So I don't even know what to say here. 
John Parsons, the fourth down, not kicking the field goal call. They jumped. I didn't see it on the broadcast, John. Oh, I, okay. I, that's, that's what you were talking about. I didn't see it on the broadcast. I thought that Alexander got back in time, but I'm going to have to watch it again because I, that's what I saw on the broadcast. I haven't gotten a chance to see the actual play callback, but I'll watch it and I'll tweet it out when I see from there. Uh, Tony Young saying the special teams hasn't done anything under the current coordinator. Well, Chris Horton's been there, you know, Rosberg obviously retired, but Horton's been there for a while and I think he's been fine this year though. The special teams out Jordan Stout's been great. Tucker's been great. The, the coverages in the return game has been a little poor this year. I will, I will say that there has to be a little bit more from that unit for sure. Uh, Brandon saying I'm concerned about the what a Brandon I lost the comment <laughs> one second Brandon here we go I'm concerned about the coaching staff they can kill us in the playoffs that's a good point to move into in our final part of the show so we'll keep that point from Brandon we will continue with that in the final part of the show and then I promise we'll get into the stats from this game obviously it's a lot of frustration right now in the, in the chat from me and from everybody who is Ravens affiliated right now so be sure to stay tuned we will be getting into everything that happened in the Ravens and Steelers game and getting into the rest of our comments coming up soon here on this live instant reaction edition of Locked on Ravens but first this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn and these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business and it can be really really important to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs have to find the right people for your team faster and for free. And for me, I've had a ton of great experiences over on LinkedIn, finding jobs, sending people I know jobs. They have a they have such a wide array of things for every different area and background that you could be looking for in every different job field. And it's really easy to create a free job post over on LinkedIn if you want to. All you have to do is add your job in the pro hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools you can use like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience to include prioritize who would like to interview and who would like to hire. And it's really important to both start and, and you're strong and the right team member might be able to help you do that. That's why small business right in the number one is delivering quality hires sitting competitors and it's absolutely find the qualified candidates you want to talk to you fast with your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown nfl that's linkedin.com slash lockdown nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply we're back here it's our final segment of locked on ravens kevin all striker still here with you talking about again a very unfortunate 17 to 10 loss of the pittsburgh steelers for baltimore thank you again to everybody for tuning in here whether it's live on youtube after the fact or if you're catching up on it after the Orioles game or after just blowing off a bit of steam. I totally understand that. Totally get it. We're free and available all podcasts and platforms, including in video form on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. We're almost to 5,000 halfway to 10 K where if I get to 10 K, I said it the first day I started YouTube, I'll be wearing a crazy outfit for a full week. So 10 K coming up, right? But no, 5k is super close. The support's been awesome. You can also subscribe over on subtext. That's in the description below for exclusive text conversations, one-on-ones, you know, live conversations there, which is really, really cool. So let's continue the point that Brandon made about the coaching and, and you know, them him, him being concerned about them in the playoffs. They have to get it together. We're still very far from the playoffs, but at this point, you're, you're already playing with so much fire that you have to be able to get your team right. You cannot lose a locker room. John Harbaugh, you know, I don't know at this point what you do. And actually, I'm just seeing here from uh, Kyle Barber, does great work over at Baltimore Beatdown. Rashad Bateman just deactivated his Twitter account. So, yeah, to me, uh, here here's the drop conversation. Con- here, here's the compilation. I- I'm going to watch this as I'm talking to see how many drops there actually were, just so I know. But, you know, Rashad Bateman deactivates his Twitter. It's stuff like that. Like, at this point, the Ravens have to get in a better place mentally, especially offensively, right? You, you have to be able to figure things out 
at this point because it's been too many situations of just pure sloppiness on the offensive side of the ball, which you just, you cannot have. So at the end of the day, if you do this in the playoffs, if the coaching staff does not have their team ready to play in the playoffs, that's it's, it's sharks out there. Like they will go out there and absolutely blow you out. Like playoffs, it's high intensity football, super stressful environment for a lot of these guys, right? You have to have the ability to go out there. I've, I'm watching the video. I've kind of five so far, but you have to have the ability to go out there and perform at your absolute best. Like this is not the Ravens best. It's not who I think this offense can be. It's just, I don't know. There, there are so many things that this offense has to do, but let's talk about the stats here. This, this one showed okay. So this compilation shows seven, yeah, seven drops probably. Yeah. Even more than that, but let's get into the actual stats here. I've, I've been pushing that off because there's been so much frustration. Then we'll get to the comments a little bit more. Lamar ends up finishing 22 of 38, which obviously is not indicative of how he actually played, but 22 of 38, 236, no touchdowns, one interception. Gus Edwards, 12 for 48 on the ground. Lamar, 6 for 45 on the ground. Justice Hill, 7 for 32 on the ground. Baltimore receiving. Zay Flowers, 11 targets, 5 receptions, 73 yards. Mark Andrews, 10 targets, 6 receptions, 75 yards, or 65 yards, excuse me. Nelson Aguilar, 5 targets, 4 receptions, 64. Otto Beckham, 2 for 13. Justice Hill, 4 for 13. Rashad Bateman, 1 for 8. Defensively, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen were, again, the staples on the defense, 11 tackles and 7 tackles, respectively. Marcus Williams, Justin Matabike, Brandon Stevens, each had five. Brent Urban, Marlon Humphrey had four. You can go down, go down the list there as well. It's, it's just the Ravens the Ravens averaged five yards per carry, and we did, we saw them go away from that, I think, too much. But it was the drops. It was the turnovers. It was just absolutely terrible what ended up happening on the offensive side of the ball. And at this point, you have to do more than what has happened so far through five weeks. We've seen some flashes in the Bengals game and the Browns game, but you have to show more than flashes consistently at this point. John says, if it comes down to fire Harbaugh, lose McDonald, and I say promote McDonald and fire John, then it'll be a decision they have to make probably in the offseason. I think McDonald's going to get coaching looks this offseason. He's been that good. Whether he gets him or not, we'll see. But I think he will at least get consideration from some of these teams. Robbie says, Bishotti needs to have a sit down with John Harbaugh, but not fire him. Maybe that happens. I think that's that's probably like realistic. Charles saying it's not coaching the players lost this game. It is more on the players. Like I think people understand that it is on the players, Charles. Like I agree with you where coaching has to be better, but John Harbaugh and Tom Munkin aren't going out there and dropping seven passes. They're not throwing the interception in the end zone. But it is a hand-in-hand experience, these games, between the coaches and the plant and the players. Like it, it is that way 1000 percent uh, Evan saying, saw somebody say a players only meeting is coming. I can definitely see that if the trend continues, maybe it does. I mean, this game could happen an offensive, like the offensive group could have a players only meeting. Maybe it's a full players only meeting, but yeah, it's a loss that might push that brink and say, yeah, Robbie saying Ravens have played worse. They'll get past it. I mean, yes, I agree. I don't think that the Ravens are done. I'm not burying them because of this game. It's disheartening because of the way they lost the Colts game and the way they've lost this game and those sloppiness we've seen throughout the first five weeks on offense but there's still a long season to go. And I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, it's not frustrating. It absolutely is. The offense should not be playing like this consistently, right? It should be with the talent they have with five weeks in the books. Yes, they don't have J.K. Dobbins. They're missing their right tackle, but they got a bunch of guys back and they have to execute and and coach a lot better, 100%. So I think that's, that's it's a good point to have. Nam Ravate saying, why does Andrews think it's okay to jump in front of Flowers again then then missed uh, – 
missed the dog on ball the second time he pulled out that mess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what's going on with the, with the pass catchers right now. Because again, the Ravens receivers had no drops coming into this game according to Pro Football Focus, and then we see what happens. It's just a complete 180 from what ended up happening at this point. So I don't know. Mike John saying rough day for Baltimore sports. First the Ravens, now the Orioles. I don't. I'm not even keeping up with the Orioles. What's going is I saw it was two nothing in the bottom of the first. Uh, I'm looking it up now. Uh, oh wow, five to two. That was a two spot in the second inning. Man. That is a rough day, Mike. I agree. Hopefully they can come back. I was at the game yesterday. It was electric, but obviously the offense couldn't do anything for the Orioles, and obviously the offense couldn't do anything for the Ravens. So rough Baltimore offensive day. Yeah, Charles saying the O-line was so bad in this game. I'll give him credit for the first like quarter, first half, but the second half was really brutal. Second half was really brutal. They did not play well in the second half. Uh, Robbie saying, I think McDonald's gone next year, and Machado isn't firing Harbaugh. It depends. The Ravens are a loyal, a loyal organization, sometimes a little bit too loyal, as we've seen, I think, with Steve Saunders, Greg Roman, et cetera. But I think that, yes, as, as Robbie says, McDonald, I do think is going to get head coaching looks, but it's going to depend on, you know, what the Ravens end up doing with Harbaugh and whether McDonald wants the opportunity right now and leave what he's built for the head coaching opportunity or something. So we'll see. Uh, Jared saying wide receiver lost this game to many game changing plays. Uh, pitiful. Yeah. Catches drop. Jared says, and he also says Harps isn't going anywhere. Not this, like not in the season, but we'll see what happens in, uh, in the off season. Uh, Robbie saying Harbaugh's got to have a better reason than miscommunication. This is the second time he's used that. Yes. I, I agree with this. Miscommunications like that can't happen. Have to be better coached up. It's, it's Linderbaum's fault. The ball got snapped at the end of the day, but it's Harbaugh's fault that he wasn't prepared in that situation situation to not snap the ball no matter what right like you have to tell your player no snaps under any any circumstances like Harbaugh didn't go out there and snap the ball it was wonderful but you have to be better prepared especially because there have been two weeks two losses where the miscommunication word has been used not nasty saying it's all good we will learn this will hurt for real if we were if it were the playoffs unfortunately this game was very weird like don't catch a pass and don't score touchdowns <laughs> yeah I, I agree with that it was a weird game Definitely heard if it was the playoffs, but we are not in the playoffs. So I'm hoping it'll be uh hoping it'll be something. John says, John says, what do the Ravens have to lose by firing hard? It's not like he's the greatest coach ever or something. See how the season goes. So what I'll say about this, John, is it's very hard to find consistency like you found in John Harbaugh. And I'm not look, the playoff success has not been nearly up to par over the last handful of seasons, and it wasn't his first handful of seasons, right? You can't just keep a coach based off of well, he was good in 2010 2012 but he's somebody that the players galvanize around he's someone that is a player's coach now and the players like him you do have to be sure i'm not saying that it's right or wrong right now to believe that the Ravens should fire harbaugh but at this point i just i don't think that it's oh wow is it <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the chat nine to two texas right now are you kidding wow all right well that is terrible but regardless, John, back to my point, Rob, Robbie keeping me up with the, and John keeping me up with the Orioles. But you have to be sure that you can figure out a guy to come in and replace John Harbaugh. If you can and you get somebody, a young offensive-minded coach, like that's awesome. But John Harbaugh is still probably, to me, like he's still a top 10 coach in my mind. But at this point, sometimes you just maybe need to change the scenery. If that's what happens at the end of the season, maybe it's like Greg Roman where the welcome just got you know, outstate is welcome, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I don't think it happens during the season, but at this point, yeah, 
they need to figure it out and quickly because the AFC is going to be competitive. They cannot continue to drop there now. You know, the AFC games, it's not like they're dropping NFC games. They dropped a divisional game, which is the worst type of loss you can have. They drop an AFC game, which is the second worst type of loss you can have. So that to me is what it is. And yeah, the rest, the rest of the comments here are just Orioles, which bad day for Baltimore sports, unfortunately. And then Eddie will round out with Eddie's comment. Why is there a fumble from more every single game? Do not work on ball security at practice. They have, they have to, I mean, it's been, Fumble after fumble after fumble after fumble. It's been inexcusable at this point. So I'm hopeful that they can figure it out, but they're going to have a lot of work to do. But I appreciate everybody for tuning in. That's all I have for you here today on this live edition of Locked On Ravens. Thank you again. We'll be right back here tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, talking about some honest conversations. We'll have an honest conversation about this offensive unit. It's going to be a really good one and a really honest one. We have to have it, and it'll be a tough conversation, but it'll be good to have. So I appreciate everybody again. Be sure to stay tuned for all of our content. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Audio Forum. Subscribe on Subtext. we got a lot coming for you here, Ravens-wise. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.